Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Tinnitus community, if you have tinnitus and you're watching this video, I want you to focus on the New Year's resolution of consistency to help manage and reduce your tinnitus. Today, I'm here with Dr. Sarah Matthews, audiologist with Treble Health. We're going to focus on this theme. So listen to the whole video to take away the nuggets of information that will help you this year. Dr. Sarah, tell us a bit about the kind of work you do with Treble every day and why consistency is so important for someone who's trying to reduce tinnitus. So if you've seen our YouTube at all, you know that at Treble Health, we're focused on helping patients habituate to their tinnitus. Habituation is the process of making new neural pathways in the brain that are not connected to the tinnitus, not connected to the negative thoughts we have about it. And ultimately that you're able to go back to living life the way you did before tinnitus with no sound, no devices, and just having a your typical life back. To get to that end goal, you got to stay consistent with sound therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy techniques, and a positive outlook. If you're not consistent, you don't reach that end goal, or it takes longer, or you find yourself on these slight little detours versus on that clear path to being at the point you want in life. I'll share a story of a patient who was consistent after they started working on these methods, and then they stopped because they thought, well, I'm good enough now. I'll, I'm just going to stop doing the methods because I'm better and that's really all I wanted. So I'm just going to stop. Then they came back to us a few weeks later saying, I need to get back on it. I was, I got off the path and I stopped too early. So that's an example of they had good consistency for a period of time, but then they stopped too early. And we want that consistency to really be until what we consider the resolved state of tinnitus or stage four of habituation, stage one being the worst or hardest stage, stage four being the best or the habituated stage. When I'm thinking of this, what's so important for us to understand is that getting to that final stage, it's not that the first day you get there, you're done. I typically would recommend having consistent improved tinnitus for about three months before we can say, all right, let's back off of the methods that you've worked so hard on to get there. How do you approach that with your patients of this timeline? And consistency is great, but Dr. Sarah, how do I know when I'm done? I think that that's the key piece and why a lot of a lot of patients like working with us is that it's not this perfect formula for everyone. And having that kind of tour guide, your audiologist to take you through this process that you you have somebody to rely on that's looking for the clues of, yeah, this is official change. This isn't just a fluctuation and you're in the good part of the fluctuation. This is really, truly a good change. So I generally tell patients that we're going to give yourself the time to heal, time and consistency. My patients hear me harp on them about it all the time. Give yourself the time to heal. Be consistent with the techniques. So in the beginning, I really tell patients, I'm not concerned about anything that happens in the first month. Okay, First month is nothing. First month is getting the habit in place. The first month is really starting to say, nope, I'm in charge and we're not being reactive to the tinnitus with sound. We are being proactive with sound therapy and really starting to build the little tiny ball that we're going to move through this to grow into a big, big snowball effect. Mm. Okay. Time frame wise, it can be a little different for everybody. 
But the key thing is that that consistency and staying on track with the new habits we're forming and the new goals that we're setting, that's what's going to keep you consistently moving forward and in that direction that you want to go so that you're getting the positive changes as that reinforcement to maintain motivation. And you had mentioned the sound therapy consistency, the psychological or mental strategies, what we sometimes call CBT, cognitive mm-hmm. behavioral techniques, and the positive attitude and positive outlook about hope for the future here, trusting this process because it's scientific and evidence-based. All of those things have been shown to promote neuroplasticity, positive changes in the brain. And for most of us who are listening here, if you've heard the term neuroplasticity, that's a good thing, but you might not understand what it means. We do it every day. Every single day, the actions we take rewire our ever-changing, always moving, always adapting brain to create the new us, the new me. And that's what we can do with tinnitus. That's what science has showed is possible with tinnitus habituation. So every single person who's had a success story with tinnitus has been leveraging this neuroplasticity to promote habituation or reduction of their symptoms. And that's exactly what consistency can prove. And this is quite logical if we think about other auditory consistency brain processes, like learning a language or learning an instrument. They take your brain and the auditory portion of your brain, it practices with conditioning and trial and error. And over time, not immediately, not days, but usually weeks or months, we notice improvements or changes. And that auditory brain can change with tinnitus in a positive way that day by day, there's not so many noticeable changes, but weeks go by, months go by, interval check-ins that we have with our patients, for example, at Treble. And we notice with our objective test scores, the, the tinnitus functional index, which measures tinnitus from one to 100, we can say, hey, this is a significant change or no changes yet. Keep going. Neuroplasticity with your patients. What are some stories that come to mind? What are some you know, positive brain changes that can happen with tinnitus with your patients? What I, I generally tend to see in patients is like stage one, it's all about let's get things started. But stage one isn't only that. Once we get it started and I see patients being consistent with those three things, the sound therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy techniques, and a positive outlook, I start to see them have a little bit more of energy, a little bit more of excitement. Even when they're telling me, Sarah, nothing has changed with my tinnitus. I still hear it. It's the same volume. I still have the same emotional reactions to it. I start to see some different attitudes. I start to see patients, because we're maintaining and being consistent with that positive hope and outlook, it kind of is contagious in all areas of life where they start to look at, you know what, I used to bake more and I was happier. That's one of my main hobbies. Let me go start doing this again. And we start to see them getting unstuck in other areas of their life even if the tinnitus isn't changing. And that's where I start to look for some of the first signs that yes, neuroplasticity is happening. We're seeing things start to take place. And again, in stage one, when patients are telling me, my tinnitus isn't changing, my tinnitus is the same volume, I'm going, I'm not worried about it because I'm seeing other changes. I'm seeing other key indicating factors that we're headed in the right direction, that they're starting to take their life over and take control and get back to their typical selves. Once we move into stage two, when you look at that chart of habituation, they are starting to return to their normal activities. They're having times when they're not thinking about the tinnitus 
because they're engaged in life again and they're open to things. And this is where they start to get excited about the tinnitus changes because they say, I'm having times where I'm not thinking about the tinnitus. They're small, they're brief. It's not big, long, sustained chunks. But this is when they start to go, okay, what we're doing is working for the tinnitus. And that builds that momentum and that motivation to continue going, continue moving forward. Next changes that I start to see with patients when they're consistent with these things is I tend to see them say things like, I had an entire hour today. I didn't think about the tinnitus. And I was doing work at my computer and I didn't think about the tinnitus. I was able to actually concentrate on something and think through the tinnitus and be productive. And it didn't have to be this plotted out and planned approach of like, here's your list of things that are relaxing and distracting and pleasant activities that you do purposefully. It was a typical everyday mundane activity that they were able to do. And they were like, now I can do it without thinking about the tinnitus. That starts to carry us over to where those times start to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that snowball effect is growing so rapidly at that point that they start to see it just spread. And then they get into stage three where they're like, only time I notice it is when I'm in quiet. And this is where I see lots of patients fall off the consistency bandwagon. And it's because they've made so much improvement that they lose the need, that internal drive and need we have to hold on to the tools that are helpful. Um, it's like the last 10 pounds we all want to lose. As we're moving through working on losing the first hundred, we're like, yep, Yep, I still got a big ways to go. But then when you get last down to the last 10 pounds, sometimes it's the hardest. Sometimes it, that is where you really have to dial in and look at your nutrition and how often am I going to the gym and how many cheats am I really having? And in stage three, I tell patients, this is when we double down. We cannot let up. We have to stay vigilant. Not as much with sound therapy, but over the top with the positive outlook over the top with the cognitive behavioral therapies. And we have to make sure that we're doing the timing of when we are loosening up sound therapy correctly, that we're not just abandoning ship and walking away, that we're really doing it in a manner that promotes that final stage of habituation. This is an interruption from today's podcast episode to announce the winner of the weekly Sunday Treble Health Giveaway. Every week, we give away some of the most helpful tools to help you manage tinnitus, and all you have to do to qualify to be a winner is to subscribe to our YouTube channel, number one, and number two, go to treble.health slash giveaway. Again, that's treble.health slash giveaway, and put in your email address to join our email list, and with those two pieces of information, you'll be qualified to enter. This week's giveaway winner will receive a Sound Oasis BST100 sound machine. This device has almost 20 unique sounds that can be played for tinnitus, and it even has a computer chip that holds the sounds inside of the device. It does not rely on Bluetooth. This can help with your work from home station, your office, helping falling asleep at night. It has crickets, white noise, pink noise. Overall, it's a great product for sound therapy. So make sure you follow the link treble.health slash giveaway. It will be posted in the description of this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can qualify to win free tinnitus tools and sound therapy equipment. 
The results will be announced every Sunday during our weekly podcast episodes. This week's winner is Stephanie L. Stephanie, congratulations. Now let's get back to the Tinnitus Relief podcast episode. When we talk about consistency with sound therapy, let's get into that first pillar here. And we also mentioned consistency with the mental psychological strategies plus positive outlook. So let's get into a little more specifics. Number one with the sound therapy. Uh, For those who are new to sound therapy, I'll start by saying that there's many different speakers you can listen to the sound therapy from. The easiest would be through your smartphone, right? Open an app that's built for tinnitus or go on YouTube and play tinnitus sound therapy. Play it in when you're inside a room and it's relatively quiet. You're trying to focus on something. Play it softer than your tinnitus, but below what we call the mixing point and notice that your tinnitus for a period of hours is usually less noticeable, less obtrusive, less challenging. So that's like a quick, easy way to try sound therapy. Now, if we're talking about purchasing technology to help with that, there's a sound machine that you can keep at your home office or by your bedside table at night. There's devices on your ears. We work with those at Treble Health, tinnitus maskers or hearing aids program for tinnitus. And that's most of what we need, right? There's also some other sound therapy things, but in terms of the basics, that those are the basics. So first step is to actually have the right kind of technology to play the sounds. And then once you do, where does the consistency come in from your perspective? For me, it's about duration of use more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care what sounds you use. Our preferences are so different. What I find relaxing and what you find relaxing are so different that I'm not going to have any major input on what sounds you use. I have some rules with volume that But those rules are there because we have fluctuations and the volume is not going to be consistent from day to day to day. So like you, when I'm working with my patients, consistency is how much time do we put into this? We have to give our brains the time it needs to actually heal and create those new neural pathways. So we really want patients using sound minimally four to six hours a day. Now, I truly think that that's not a lot. And I truly believe and I coach patients and I really encourage them, use it more. Use it enough to where you are really sinking into the relief that sound therapy gives you. It's a tool to help you control some of those emotional reactions we have. So we may as well use all the tools we have as much as we can to make this journey easier. We'll be successful four to six hours a day. But my patients that really truly have less issues are those that figure out a way to be consistent all day long. If it's a sound machine, it's a sound machine in every single room of their house. If it's a smartphone, it is literally tethered to them and it goes everywhere. Ear level devices is the easiest way to be consistent and have all day sound therapy because they're designed to go with you everywhere. And that's the easiest way to be consistent and hit that all day long tool that is really needed to develop the neural pathways to give you better um, success of having emotional control over your reactions to the tinnitus. And it aids in that positive outlook because you're not cycling into that negative space as often because you have relief from it. So I coach patients all the time, be consistent and aim for 12 to 16 hours a day. Yeah. And like you said, it is a long timeline for many patients. However, at Treble, with our internal study of 140 patients, within three months, 75% of them using devices, using consistent sound therapy and having one-on-one guidance from an audiologist, were able to have that significant change in tinnitus. So 
This is consistent with other research that was done independently, not related to any one practice or one group of doctors, but studied by the the Veterans Affairs Hospital also found that the sound therapy plus the one-on-one coaching with an audiologist, that consistency over time helps shift the tinnitus. So not only is this what we're seeing day-to-day helping patients, but it's been studied and it's research and evidence-based. The second piece of consistency are the mental psychological strategies to help with tinnitus. I would say this is the the most challenging part because sound therapy, put the devices in, you live your life. You know that whenever they're in and we program them correctly, that you're following the sound therapy protocols. But the psychological mental piece, it's a living waking state of every minute this can change. I need to be on my game if I'm going to stay up. And sometimes we experience really deep depressions or, or dips with our mental psychological state dealing with tinnitus. So consistency with these approaches What are your tips for someone who's maybe newer to this uh, and hasn't tried this too much yet? First, when I start with patients where I'm like, okay, let's dive in. We have a detailed conversation about being gentle with ourselves. There is absolutely no need to like tackle the hardest part of tinnitus habituation by piling on top of yourself, bullying yourself and increasing the blame, the guilt and the shame that we have around how we talk to ourselves and how we address changing our thought patterns. Our our internal thoughts have been embedded and ingrained in us since we were babies. The way others talk to us, the way we started talking to ourselves, our imaginary play when we were growing up, we're talking about changing a lifetime of communication skills with ourselves. So I tell patients the first thing and the first understanding you have to have is that you're going to be gentle with yourself. You are going to gently correct the thoughts that you have. And it's that consistency that's going to be key. I know that in stage one, my patients are not correcting every single thought that they have. It's impossible. These things are happening as knee-jerk reactions because they're in fight or flight. But if they're consistent with staying gentle with themselves and correcting the ones that they can and catching them as often as they can, they're going to build better habits of how they talk to themselves, the tone of voice that they use, the vocabulary that they're using. And that's the key to getting them into the full habit of I'm having less of those thoughts and I'm catching more of them to self-correct when it does happen. And that's the underlying key to being consistent with cognitive behavioral techniques. And this, How this do is, you treat yourself? This is subtle, but really meaningful. Really meaningful. There's there's yeah. an app for meditation called 10% Happier. And in many ways, I think that principle of 10% can be applied to this, right? You don't have to get 90% more advanced in your mental reactions to tinnitus in this week. It's just not going to happen. But if you can get 10% more in control, 10% better responsiveness instead of reactiveness, week by week that compounds. And that's the kind of approach that I see getting our patients to that habituation state, not trying to force it too quickly being patient and having that consistency. Mm -hmm. I love this conversation. If you're watching this and this is helpful, comment on YouTube, helpful. And of course, we want to thank Dr. Sarah for sharing her expertise. The last point here is the positive outlook and the hope. So in many ways, this conversation could be what not to do as much as it is what to do. I would say what not to do is endlessly search on the pursuit of finding different causes and research projects about tinnitus. It conditions your brain in in the wrong way. 
you're coming from a good place. You're simply trying to learn more. We understand that, but have the right resources and know when is too much, when you've gone too far. It's very common for our patients to research way too much, almost become an expert in the research or the nuances of tinnitus and the the biology of it when they haven't even done the basics of what we want them to do to manage the condition. So stay off of the forums, only watch like, let's say scientific or accurate information about tinnitus. Just be careful what you allow into your mind. Um, Those are some of my initial thoughts and lean on success stories because a vast majority of people do habituate to tinnitus. Any last points with this, Sarah? Yeah, I I think when I talk with patients about keeping the positive mental outlook on things, I encourage them to look to the future. Like I have this exercise I do with patients that I, I chart note in our notes that it's just dreaming. I encourage patients to dream. Let's say that your 12 to 18 month experience of habituation is up tomorrow. And I say, you're graduated. Congratulations. Go live life. What's the first thing you're going to do? What's the first thing in your head that you go, I can't wait until I can do this again. Dream about it. Think about it. Plot it out. Plan it. Make it a reality. That excitement that you feel around that activity can certainly carry you through and continue to provide that motivation that we talked about of having having the encouragement and the dedication to really pull you through the hard times and the difficult activities that we have patients do. So dream a little and make that dream a reality and understand that that's our goal. Our goal is for you to the end of the of our time together, for you to go do that vacation that you want to plan, go play that sport that you have stopped because you fear the tinnitus rising while you're being physically active. Take the trip to see the grandkid. Those are the things that in the end is really our goal. Our goal is all-encompassing of giving you back that life and keeping your eye on that is what I'm hopeful for. And that is what I'm really striving for, can keep that light at the end of the tunnel going even through the darkest moments. I'm here with Dr. Sarah Matthews. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson. We're with treblehealth.com. Check out the video above us right now as it's another great episode that Dr. Sarah and I have uh, recorded here. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.